the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Welcome in. Good day. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing in more, getting your retirement. Ultimately, um, one step at a time. That's the goal of the show. I, I don't want to get you there fast. That's not realistic. I don't want to get you there in the easy, like lottery kind of way. Let's talk about what we're seeing on Wall Street today, this week, this month, this year. NASDAQ, for the years, down 29%. Here's a question. Devil comes to you. Would you take the last 10, 15, 20, 25 years of NASDAQ returns knowing that this year you're going to be down 29%? And the answer is absolutely. I know, I know you're saying don't bring the devil into this. The S&P 500 down 17% for the year. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 7% for the year. The 10-year Treasury sits at 3.57%. I'm a little bit stunned on this fourth quarter performance by the 10-year Treasury. It's basically given up. It's When it was at 4, 4.2%, it was saying, um, I think we can, I think we can. I think this economy is strong, 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 strong. Now at 3.5%, it's saying, uh, recession is uh, imminent. Uh, error, error. We cannot, we will not, we shall not. Bitcoin down 63% for the year. Oil down 5% for the year. After being a big story for the first 10 months of the year, oil is now negative for the year. Which brings us to the story of the year, inflation. Is it waning? According to oil, it is. Oil is a proxy on the world economies. It's telling me the Fed's wrong, that world recession's coming because of higher interest rates. Maybe not the Fed's wrong. Maybe it's telling me that oil is saying world economies are going to fight inflation by not growing. So maybe the Fed was right the way they raised interest rates to stop economies from growing. I don't know. It's too much of a philosophical bumpy road this morning. Speaking of bumpy roads, the road's going to get interesting this weekend. Please fasten your seatbelt. This week, we have CPI, Consumer Price Index. It's going to provide the latest snapshot tomorrow on inflation. But we also get the Federal Reserve on Wednesday. And then guess what? Ho, 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 ho. We, we wrap up the year. Nothing really doing after that. Will the market react positively or negatively? No one really knows. NASA's Orion capsule cannonball back into the atmosphere yesterday, successfully completing a 25-day mission around the moon. It 
really did cannonball. It entered the Earth's atmosphere at nearly 25,000 miles per hour or 32 times the speed of sound. It was going through the outside temperature thing. It gently splashed down in the Pacific Ocean. Can you imagine going 25,000 miles an hour? Every now and then you see reports out of like NASA, like uh, how fast things are going. You're like, that's pretty darn fast. Anyhow, um, other stories to move forward with. Twitter's going to launch its own verification system again. Interesting last night at the Chase Center, Dave Chappelle was playing. That's where the Warriors play basketball. It's 18,000 seats. Elon Musk got on stage with Dave Chappelle for a quick, hey, everyone, it's the world's richest man. Come on stage for a second. And he got booed aggressively. Tides have turned on him. Um, I, I not only kind of in the Bay Area where we're kind of like tech elitists, you know that we know that we all act like it. We, we we're tech snobs. They've turned on him. He's gone from being the genius who came up with electric cars to being the wackadoodle who incorrectly bought Twitter for way too much money. So for $8 a month if purchased on the web or $11 a month if bought via Apple's App Store, Twitter users will be able to add a verification checkmark to their profile and gain access to other features such as the ability to edit tweets. The last time Twitter tried to launch Blue in November, it was chaos amongst the shenanigans. One account posting posing as Eli Lilly falsely tweeted that it was making insulin free. So what's going to happen this time? <laughs> In what was, I didn't know that was still a thing. The FBI arrested a Libyan intelligence operative accused of making the bomb that brought down Pan Am flight over Lockerbie, Scotland in 1988. Do you want to hear how long this has been? I was just finishing high school. I was in college. And the horrible, horrible joke that was being passed around, what did the kids in Lockerbie, Scotland get for Christmas? And it was luggage. It's been a long time. A plane that brought down 270 human beings. The suspect, Abu Ajela Mossad Kier Aramani, will be the first Libyan intelligence official charged for his role in the attack to stand trial in a U.S. courtroom. Didn't even know that was a thing that could still happen. A huge storm is dumping feet of snow and unleashing fierce winds across the Sierra Nevada this weekend, closing a 70-mile stretch of eastbound I-80 due to zero visibility. We're looking at it as like, hey, we enjoy the snow. We appreciate the water. Thank you. But we're also saying, wait, wait, wait. A 70-mile stretch was brought down to crawling speeds because of zero visibility. It's telling you the storms are active. And that's going to bleed its way through the rest of the United States in the coming days. Let's take a look at some other stories of note today. A little sunshine um, in the forecast for a weather break, but also for Wall Street. Stock market suffered a gloomy close on Friday, selling off sharply in its final 30 minutes. Without a really big news catalyst, other than this is going to be a bumpy, turbulent week. It was a fitting end to a week that was long on growth concerns and short on returns. Last week, you saw the major averages drop 25 to 5%. 
The S&P 500 was down 4.1%. It was a pretty bad week. So we reset this week with, again, CPI on Tuesday, Fed Reserve on Wednesday. Amgen is buying Horizon Pharmaceuticals for $116 per share. That's a 19% premium. Thelma Bravo is buying Coupa Software for $81 a share. That's a 30% premium. A little bit of a merger Monday, right? Like merger Mondays, when stock markets are healthy and they're trying to look for a news catalyst, sometimes I think it's wonderful One minute. when we see mergers and acquisitions on Monday because it's showing you that they're looking at each other and they're trying to value each other. BDT Capital Partners acquiring the remaining shares of Weber, which it does not already own, for a 23% premium. Weber is the maker of grills. I always thought Weber and Yeti would make a good combination. Yeti makes coolers that are keep things cold and icy for a long period of time. Very popular items stolen from campsites. Microsoft announced a 10-year strategic partnership with the London Stock Exchange, noting that it will purchase an approximately 4% stake in the London Stock Exchange through the acquisition of shares of Blackstone. That's a deal I'm going to have to figure out. What does that mean? It's a private equity deal that doesn't make a lot of sense on a vertical level. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I don't do a big reflective show very often, either on segments or sectors or companies or CEOs. It did dawn on me last week when I was reading that Boeing is retiring at 747. And I was like, should I reflect on this? That seems like a big thing. The jets still fly, but no new ones will be built. The 747. Last week on Tuesday, the last 747 rolled off an assembly line. No surprise. It was expected. The announcement back in 2020 that 747 production would end in 2022 was pretty well known and documented. So again, no surprise, but should we reflect on this? I think a little bit. 747 has quite a history. Bowen announced a plan for a jumbo jet that could seat almost 500 passengers back in 1966. That's before I was born. Knowing that I'm 50 plus, you're like, okay, I can do the math there, Rob. The first test flight was in February of 1969. Oddly enough, at a time when we were playing with putting a man on the moon. The plane entered commercial service in 1970 with Pan Am, also known as Pan America. Another source of aviation memories for those of you who kind of grew up in this age, right? Boeing made 1,574 747s for over 100 customers. Only five were delivered in 2022, all for freight companies. The final one goes to Atlas Air Worldwide in 2023. Commercial airlines have moved from huge quad-engine jets to fuel-efficient twin-engine models, whose smaller capacity enables more direct routes. 
not every airport or market can even support a 747. They're so big. The twin engine 787 Dreamliner flies about 300 people and has a range similar to that of the 747. The size of the 747 made it iconic. It was huge. It ended up working against it in the long run. You had to walk up 14 steps to the upper deck. It was the same area as the deck of an entire 737-700. The wingspan of a 747-800 is the same as two 737-700s lined up nose to tail. A lot going on in this, right? Um, when you watched shows like Mad Men on AMC, which for the record, let's, let's make this a call out to a stock market real quick. That stock needs to be acquired or something needs to go on with AMC soon. Um, an iconic network that is struggling with its AMC plus offering of you can watch the walking dead before other people watch the walking dead for only $5 a month. And we're like $5 a month. We've been Hulued, we've been Disney Plus, we've been uh, HBO Maxed, we, we, we're, we're enough subscriptions. So AMC has found themselves kind of without a dance partner. Remember the cakewalk as a child? You go to fairs or raffles and you'd, you'd walk around chairs and then the music would stop and you'd have to sit down. And if you're the last man standing, you would get a cake or something along those lines. And that was super important to me, winning that for my family because I was a provider, I was a hunter. I was the Atreus. I was the alpha male. I know. But that's what's going on with AMC. The cakewalk is, is going and their music has stopped and they need to find a partner fast. They should be acquired. Now, again, if Rob Black's saying it, it's overly obvious. I'm the king of the obvious, right? Well, you know that. I know that. Let's call us. Spade a spade. Am I allowed to say that? Is a spade a bad term? Is it? Am I going to be canceled? Let's just say AMC needs to be acquired. But that's kind of obvious, is it not? Who will take them out? Will it be HBO? Will it be Apple? Apple could use some Mad Men. And why am I going to AMC? Because <clears throat> shows set in the 1950s, 1960s, and one of the big episodes was them stepping on a jumbo jet and getting dressed up to fly, which is kind of a hilarious thought because now we're kind of dressing down. I'm okay with you wearing pajamas on a plane. Just know that you're dressing down. Meta Platforms Oversight Board criticized the practice of moderating Facebook and Instagram posts by VIP users. Meta said changes have been made to the program. Meta also threatened to take news off Facebook last week if Congress allowed publishers to join together to negotiate payments. And what's really one of the weirder deals, because Australia has set that up, but Australia was set up on Rupert Murdoch. And if you've watched any of Succession, you know the Murdochs are kind of like the story of Succession. The Murdochs got Australia to take news off the internet because Murdoch wanted the money. Doesn't quite work that way in the United States of hurting small publishers. Kind of works opposite. I know you're saying, doesn't water go down the drain the wrong way in the Southern Hemisphere versus the Northern Hemisphere? It's not necessarily the wrong way. It's just things are done differently. Elsewhere in the world of news, I've hit the 747. 
I kind of want to hit real estate really, really quickly. If you bought a house before 2022, then you should count yourself amongst the fortunate, according to a new poll. While everyone's struggling with situations, especially acute for first-time buyers, housing prices in most markets are quickly putting affordability out of the reach for first-time buyers. So there's a new study going around saying that basically haves have bought a home before 2022, have nots for the next 10 years, have not bought a home. Isn't that something? The average home insurance policy is nearly 40% higher than it was 12 years ago. The U.S. dollar has lost 98% of its purchasing power since 1971. Lots going on. During the Great Recession, housing prices dropped 33% across the country, but the historically low interest rates that followed made for some pretty good buying opportunities. We're not going to have that scenario here. The value of owner-occupied housing climbed back up in nearly 100 metros. Home values rose by more than $8 trillion. So a new study is saying if you bought a home before 22, you are going to be considered the haves. If you did not, you're going to be considered the have-nots. The average monthly mortgage payment on a typical home bought in 22 has doubled since 2019. Since 2019, three years, the average home mortgage payment has gone from $897 to $1,643, meaning that if you're not on the property ladder climbing of ascension, you're being left at the ground floor. The median household net worth of homeowners was about 40 times higher than that of renters before the pandemic. Did you buy? Are you in? Are you in the equity-rich side of the, the fence? It's the highest percentage ever. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. Talking about my life on a lot of levels. I guess 25 years ago when I started this show, I thought it was going to be a tech show on how to become a better tech investor. Teaching you about semiconductors and software and hardware. Teaching you the value of productivity gains that was happening in America through technology investments how Intel and Windows were massively profitable companies. That's kind of changed, hasn't not. Microsoft still is on the software side, but Intel having some problems growing because of Moore's Law, smaller, cheaper, faster. When I was looking at a desktop, maybe this holiday season, my son's getting into high school and he's getting into, I want to be a video game designer in his high school um, is very expensive because they have a program on becoming a computer scientist and doing virtual reality, augmented reality. I've got two sons. One is on the public education track. One's on the private education track in large part. They have learning differences that were supporting 25 years ago, I never thought I'd be talking about a private high school on the air. I never, ever thought I'd be talking about that. I thought I was going to be talking about technology and how Intel, they came out with the 286, the 386, the 486, the Pentium. And then after the Pentium, we kind of got lost in it, right? They had the Pentium 1, the Pentium 2, and now they've got like 
this i9, i7, i5 computer chips, and you're trying to figure out which is the best one. They're now on, I think, the 13th generation of all of these. So you're like, whoa, okay. And ultimately, that's what's hurt Intel is their success of smaller, cheaper, faster, coming out with a chip every single year. NVIDIA is doing the same thing, and they too will suffer the same fate at some point in time when we feel we have enough graphic processing power to establish a metaverse where people actually have legs, Mark Zuckerberg. He is a man who's not well-liked. He is a man that if, if there was any likability, it's it's gone lower and lower and lower through the years in his pursuit of the metaverse. Same with Elon Musk, his pursuit of Twitter and free speech. His likability score is going lower and lower and lower. <laughs> But 25 years ago, I didn't know I was going to be talking about private high schools costing almost $60,000. How do you feel rich when you're sending your kid to a $60,000 school? It's pretty stunning, right? You don't. What is the number that makes you feel rich? For the average American, the majority of Americans have said... in income. Okay. Some people have set their sights higher to feel rich. You would need an income of a million dollars or more. 22% of respondents said they need a million dollars of income to feel rich. But 56% of respondents say they need over $200,000 to feel rich. Somewhere between 50000 and 200000 that's where the last majority lies. 35% of Americans say that's what we need to feel rich. Now there's the people on the fringe who say, I feel rich at 50000 but let's just throw that one out. Let's throw out the million dollars in income and 50000 in income. 56% of Americans say they need 200000 or more. Which, again, tells you things have changed. Men want to earn more before calling themselves rich, with 60% of men needing at least $200,000 income compared to 53% of women. Of those currently earning at least 100000 82% say they need to bring home at least 200000 to feel rich versus 57% who currently earning between 50000 and 100000 who say they feel rich. I guess the point of this story is I never thought I was going to put my kid at a private high school. And now I'm looking at those options and I feel less rich than I did one year ago. Everyone defines rich differently. For me, is the deal breaker a private high school? Maybe it is. Being part of the 1% has become synonymous with being wealthy. The top 1% of earners in the United States earned an average annual salary of $823,000. Since the cost of living varies from location to location, obviously you would feel much richer in Des Moines than you would in San Francisco. What is your number where you feel rich? For me, in the Bay Area, it's probably $400,000 of income where I can afford things like private high schools. 
but even that $60,000 goes out pretty fast out of 400,000. Like, do you see where I'm getting at? What's your number? I've already done a story today on if you bought a house before 2022, you're kind of part of the haves. And if you bought a house now, you're probably part of the have nots because you're going to see slower equity appreciation with due to the higher interest rates. The last time we had a housing recession, <clears throat> we backed it up by going into a global recession and lowering interest rates to stimulate growth it had the supercharged effect on real estate as well. Probably not moving into super low interest rates again until there's another act of terrorism. Until there's something that really messes up the world like COVID, probably not going to see super low interest rates. What's your number to feel rich? And do you own a home? See how these little puzzle pieces start kind of falling into place? And you're like, this is a puzzle for a four-year-old. This is easy. These are big puzzle pieces. Doesn't take a lot to get me going. A little conversation about wealth on homeowners versus non-homeowners. A little conversation on what is the number that makes you feel comfortable. And are you out of touch? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. We are in a very economic data heavy week with the Federal Reserve on Wednesday and a core CPI reading on Tuesday. Does today matter? Not for me. I'm more about the bigger picture of what plays out later this week. But again, that's still very short term in my world. Interesting little side note. Um, retail is actually letting people go right now ahead of the holiday season. I said to my spouse, have you had this conversation? I feel like I'm done with, with Christmas. I feel like I've done all the shopping that I need to do. And I look at the calendar. I'm like, wait, wait, I still have 13 more days to break my budget. And again, what number do you feel comfortable with? 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, is going to be talking to Congress this week. In what could only be, here's what I don't like about Congress. This is an obvious one, right? This week, it's going to be a lot of mock, how shall we say, uh, being appalled. Uh, Mr. Sam Bankman Freed, I'm the great senator from North Carolina. Um, Thank you for joining us today. Uh, You just purported one of the biggest frauds in American history on American people. How do you feel about that? How does my constituent get his money back for putting money in Bitcoin? Did you know you were having sex, drugs and rock and roll parties on customer accounts? Like it's going to be a stupid question after a stupid question after a stupid question after a leading question after a leading question after a leading question question so that Come um, two years from now, when they're running for re-election, they could run an ad that, oh, I, I grilled that Sam Bankman freed for you. I grilled him good. FTXX CEO Sam Bankman freed says he wants to start a new business. He is, just so you know, this is going on in real time. This is an Elizabeth Holmes situation of fraud going on in real time in front of you. If you don't have a front row seat to this, you're missing something wonderful. 
He's 30 years old. He said he would give anything to start a new venture. He is tied towards the crypto exchange FTX and the bankruptcy. He needs to go through that and the fraud that he probably committed on people. Uh, again, I don't have any inside information that you don't, but as a CEO, the buck stops with you, but dude, if your accounts are borrowing money to pay bills at another business to help it look like revenue is coming in, it's it's fraud. This is Enron type fraud. Enron was guilty of taking advantage of deregulation under the Clinton administration with energy. State of California is like, you know, we could produce our own energy or we could buy it from Texas. One minute. So we were buying future energy contracts and it was it was bad because Enron was saying, hey, if we send you money and you send us back money, like if you buy cloud services from us and we buy energy from you, it looks like we're both winning. Doesn't really work out that way. Asked if he was prepared to be arrested. Bankman Freed said, there's some time at night ruminating. Yes, when I get up during the day, I try and focus, be as productive as I can. I ignore things that are out of my control. So 2023 is going to be a bad year for SBF. Because he wants to start a new business and not deal with his last business. And the law is not going to let that happen. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. He's doing the best he can to say, I'm just ignorant. I made a mistake. Sorry. It's not how it works, Sam. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't wait on returns. This year, a lot of stores are going to have a stricter return policy. If you want to return that ugly sweater your aunt gives you, which, trust me, we've all gotten before, you might need to read the store's fine print. Amongst retailers, 6 and 10 have changed their return policies this year, shortening the time that you have to send an item back, charging fees or telling shoppers they'll have to cover the shipping costs themselves. I'm kind of okay with this. Um, we buy way too much online that we send back. It's kind of wasteful. I know you're saying, don't be a daddy. Don't be a dad. Okay, Jeff. I get it, Jeff. <laughs> Shut it down, Jeff. Jeff is the male equivalent of a Karen, right? Um, which for the record, can we stop and pause and say Trevor Noah going off the air feels a little bit too early and, um, his goodbye speech was really quite powerful where he basically said, if you ever want to do anything successful in the world is listen to a black woman. And I'm like, I'm going to have to digest that one for just a second. And some of my um, better relationships in the last 30 years have been with black women where they tell it, tell me what I need to hear in a good way. Um, so props to Trevor Noah and his got goodbye speech that that had me reeling with like wonder could he this I think whoa so rethinking the old old Navy Gap and Banana Republic they went back to a thirty day return window this summer after temporarily extending the policy to forty five days during the pandemic. Purchases made online or at a store from November one through Christmas can be returned through January fifteen. 
how long do you have to return Christmas gifts this year? It's interesting of note that my kid went to a birthday party this weekend. And the go-to gift is, in my opinion, silly. I, I hate gift cards. To give a 12-year-old kid a gift card is just obnoxious to me. Like He can't figure out something to give a 12-year-old kid other than a gift card. How many gift cards go unused? It's staggering. Retailers are also increasingly telling shoppers that they'll have to pay if they want to return an item. 300 retailers surveyed this year. Um, 36% of them said they do not offer free shipping on returns, double the number that refused to cover those costs last year. So a little bit of a shift on how we're wasting money. Over $761 billion in merchandise was returned last year, nearly 17% of all retail sales. So one in five, roughly. And today's trash day in my county. And uh, last night I was breaking down Amazon boxes. We consume way too much. And there is more often than not, a, I'm guilty of it as well. I bought my, my kid is a nationally ranked video gamer. <laughs> this is embarrassing to say out loud. It's the first time I've ever said it. Um, so I was buying him like cases so he can travel. He could get a travel keyboard. He could get a travel mouse kind of thing. Um, it's kind of funny playing with him because he's that good. And I still trash talk him because that's what dads are supposed to do as long as we can until the trash talk no longer works. On average, it costs a retailer roughly $15 per returned item, including what they pay for shipping, reprocessing, and the labor necessary to get the clothing, appliance, or piece of furniture ready to be resold. So every time you turn something back in, and I bought a keyboard that I bought a keyboard case that was too small. And that's embarrassing to say because I think I could have taken a tape measure out, but I didn't. So I returned it. And I'm part of the problem. I didn't know that returning a keyboard was going to cost Best Buy $15 per returned item. Now, again, sweaters are different than keyboards. If a retailer has been offering free shipping and returns, that's a lot of cost that the retailer is eating. And ultimately, that cost is being passed on to you and me. Because Old Navy, Banana Republic, Costco, whoever's doing the return, they're in the business of making money. They're not in the business of losing money. So if your spouse is returning a lot of packages, your spouse is causing me to pay more at the store. You know, another one that it didn't shock me, but it, it was very illuminating a couple of years ago. I like credit cards, which is a weird thing to say, because it sounds like a bumper sticker. Raw Black likes credit cards. I hate debit cards. Why do I have such a disdain for debit cards? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Other than that, if your debit card is stolen, go to a concert, your party, and you're having a good time, you're dancing, you're shaking your butt, and your credit card falls out, your debit card falls out, you're on the hook for everything in that car in that card. A credit card, you're on the hook for fifty bucks. Most. I like credit cards because I can look at my budget and I can put it into a computer program and it can spit out everything that I need to know about my budget. I like that. Now, there's some read-only, there's some, can it be hacked? Never been a problem for me. But 
in the world of credit cards versus debit cards, I also came to that elimination saying it on air. It was just weird. I have a Verizon card and that gets me 10% off my Verizon bill. It gets me, it doesn't get me 10% off. It's about 10% from the each line savings on a card versus um, maybe paying at the end of the month, maybe not having the money to send it to Verizon. So Verizon gives you a discount. It, those credit card rewards where I'm getting 4% off grocery and gas, someone's paying more for grocery and gas because it's not the merchant who is like, oh, I'm going to lose 4% on this one. A little eliminating. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Thanks for listening. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.